Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Morning Show. And Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Uh, 32 degrees right now in Jackson. And while we see uh, a little bit of snow uh, behind me, uh, it's possible we'll see a little bit of snow uh, later today. The uh, National Weather Service is forecasting snow which could accumulate to an inch. Uh, throughout today, we'll, we'll have rain and uh, snow mixed as the temperature hovers around the uh, freezing mark, becoming all snow after 4 p.m. Our uh, chance of precipitation is 90%. Uh, total accumulation of around an inch is possible. Uh, a little further to our north, uh, we could see uh, maybe a couple of inches north of Lansing. So if you're doing any traveling today, uh, keep in mind there might be um, some slick spots on the roads. Uh, Andy is not here today. I, I sent him a text, Brandon. I said, He's late. where are you? And he sent this back. <laughs> this is where he is. And it looks sunny and warm, which is where he is in Orlando, enjoying a uh, Three or four days? Three or four days? Okay. I don't know. I heard two weeks now. No, it's, no it's just uh, three or four days. So, as uh, we all hope, he's having a wonderful time. Uh, so, we haven't had a uh, COVID uh, report for uh, a few days because of the uh, Christmas holiday. But on Monday, we got uh, some news from the state that really isn't that good. The seven-day average of uh, newly confirmed COVID cases is rapidly rising in the state of Michigan again. Uh, particularly jarring is the, uh, the high percentage rate of people testing uh, for the virus who test positive. Uh, the seven-day average is 20%. On Sunday alone, the positivity number was 26.9%. Hospitalizations, they're starting to go down, and deaths also seem to be going down statewide. However, here in Jackson, the uh, last report was last Wednesday. Uh, the report issued yesterday, 317 new cases and six new deaths since last Wednesday. So it continues to uh, be uh, a very concerning uh, issue for all of us here in our community, particularly uh, with the holidays, Christmas gatherings, and then uh, upcoming New Year's Eve celebrations. Hope everybody had a nice Christmas. Brandon, did you have a nice Christmas? It was nice. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Are you wearing anything new today? Uh, not yet. Not yet? Yeah. Okay. Waiting till next week. New tie? No. No. Okay. No. Nothing, nothing new. Nothing, nothing it's new. It's okay today. to admit if you got a new tie. No, this is, uh, this is uh, quite, uh, it's, uh, quite an old one. <laughs> uh, the governor is not off this week. Um, a lot of people are, though. Uh, the governor signed a bill into law yesterday to address the substitute teacher shortage. Not only do we have a teacher shortage, but we have a substitute teacher shortage. So now it is legal for um, staff in a school to serve as a substitute teacher, even if they don't have a, a teaching certificate. So staff members in a school, such as secretaries, paraprofessionals, um, bus drivers, uh, janitors, uh, teacher aides, all of those people are now 
legally allowed to be substitute teachers because of the teacher shortage and substitute teacher shortage. So you could have a custodian as a teacher. You could have a, a front office secretary be a teacher. Uh, the teachers union uh, very much opposed to this law but is now in effect. And it is only, it's only going to be, it's a temporary bill. It's only in effect until the end of the school year, June 2022. CDC is uh, changing the quarantine guidelines. If uh, you are asymptomatic COVID patient, your isolation now is five days down from 10 days. So the new, uh, the new uh, guidelines from the CDC uh, meant to uh, minimize disruptions when people test positive. And we've seen that the uh, airline industry, in fact, has been uh, severely impacted um, by disruptions. In uh, Detroit, uh, 27 flights were canceled yesterday. 20 canceled flights on uh, Sunday, 32 canceled on Saturday, and about 120 delays through yesterday at Metro Airport. So not as severe as uh, it could have been. And all the warnings that we had, we had so many warnings um, leading up to Christmas that uh, people's packages wouldn't arrive on time. UPS and FedEx reporting they had nearly 100%, 100% success in delivering uh, packages by Christmas. So all those and all the other, all the other warnings, you know, the threats, the, yeah, the worries. Yeah. Uh, with the, uh, the holidays, people are um, spending more time at home together. Is it, is, are you having a lot of uh, fun togetherness at home, Brenda? I am, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Uh, running out of things to watch. Last week on uh, Wheel of Fortune, very controversial. Some people said, that is it. I am never going to watch Wheel of Fortune again because the contestant appears to have correctly solved the bonus round puzzle, but they didn't give her the prize. And why it was controversial? She said the answer correctly in the time allotted, but she didn't say the words close enough together. She paused five seconds. And Pat Sajak said, sorry, no prize. I think we have the clip. What are you doing is the category. You have 10 seconds to try to talk it out. Good luck. Choosing the right card. No. Choosing the right. Word. You know, this one's tough because you, you said all the right words, including the word word. But as you know, it's got to be more or less continuous. We'll, we'll allow for a little pause, but not four or five <laughs> seconds. I'm sorry, did a good job in getting it, but, but we can't give you the prize. And it was the Audi. Oh, oh man. Yeah, Savannah, you might have noticed, went from, oh. <laughs> she was surprised. The contestant, uh, Charlene, was surprised. The internet went berserk because of this. And Audi saw the clip and they said, you know what, Charlene, we're going to give you a new Audi Q3 anyway. So all's wow. well that ends well.
That's nice. Yeah, yeah. that's a good story. That's, that was in the spirit of the holidays, Audi said, Audi of America will be gifting her with an all-new Audi Q3. What do you think? Should she have gotten the, should they have given it to her? The pause between the, I don't know. I've never even heard of that in the rules. No, the, you know, and Jeopardy has some goofy words too, uh, goofy rules. Sometimes spelling counts, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes the pronunciation counts, sometimes it doesn't. So um, very controversial. Uh, Dr. Fauci uh, yesterday said he's going to recommend that in order to fly, that you have to be vaccinated. And uh, of course, as you can imagine, uh, very controversial. Yesterday on MSNBC, Anthony Fauci said it would be reasonable to consider a requirement to be vaccinated for coronavirus before getting on a domestic flight. So that's not likely to happen. The airlines are not in favor of that, but masks will continue. And it's uh, anticipated all throughout 2022 and even beyond, masks will be required. And over the weekend, another couple of incidents on airplanes when unruly passengers uh, got out of control and uh, have been arrested. And the uh, TSA has announced that anyone that has uh, TSA pre-check status that gets into uh, any uh, scuffle on a plane, you're going to lose your uh, TS pre-check status. So another, uh, another reason to behave on airplanes. The last one was a flight from Tampa to uh, Atlanta, and the passenger was blocked from her seat. She's returning from the bathroom. The giant metal rolling missile known as the beverage cart was blocking her return to her seat and the flight attendant said, just, please just take another seat. And she said, well, what is this? Am I Rosa Parks? And a passenger said, well, first of all, you're not black. This is in Alabama and this is not a bus. And then they got into a flight. Uh, fisticuffs ensued and the passenger was arrested. Uh, upon landing in uh, Atlanta. And there were several other mask incidents on uh, planes over the weekend. Our show uh, being brought to you all this week by the Center for Family Health. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all for more than 30 years here in Jackson County. And the Center for Family Health uh, reminds you that uh, booster shots are available. They also have, uh, if you've not had any vaccine, you can get your first dose, your second dose, or your uh, third dose of the vaccine at the Center for Family Health. Uh, Walk-in clinic, you do not need an appointment. Very important also to get your uh, annual flu vaccine. You can get your flu shot and COVID vaccine at the same time, regardless of whether you need a first, second, or additional dose or booster. Together we can do this. Call 517-748-5500 or visit the walk-in clinic today at the Center for Family Health. It's time for our uh, Extreme Dodge Jackson County Sports Scoreboard. And well, with the Christmas break, we really haven't had any uh, scores, but we do have a couple of things happening this week. Today, there is a uh, boys basketball tournament at Lumen Christie. They have uh, Ann Ever, Gabriel Richard, and uh, Flint Powers, Lansing Catholic Central, and Lumen Christie all playing. Ninth grade JV and varsity, 
and that is happening all day today and all day tomorrow at Lumen Christi, and I'm sure they'd love to have uh, an audience. And our uh, Shot Clock Classic on Wednesday, this is a, a first ever event, a holiday tournament at Spring Arbor University at the McDonald Athletic Complex, and it starts at 12 noon. And these games will be live on JTV. Basketball all day tomorrow, live on JTV. Olivet and Homer, Stockbridge Napoleon, Chelsea Michigan Center, Adrian Northwest, and Western Hanover Horton. One right after the other. You can stay for the whole day. We hope you do. $10 admission for adults, uh, $5 for students and seniors. Kids under seven get in free. So come on out to Spring Arbor University Wednesday. Or if you can't make it, uh, tune in to JTV. Hope to see you. Yes, those games will, will air all weekend as well on JTV Sports. Our Extreme Dodge scoreboard brought to you by Extreme Dodge Chrysler Jeep. And they have, right now, night editions in stock. And I just checked this morning, they have 53 Jeeps in inventory, brand new Jeeps wow. as well. So they've got pretty much, you know, a lot, lot to choose from. A lot of inventory right now at Extreme. Our uh, job of the day being brought to you by Michigan Works Southeast, and it comes to us today from the Michigan Department of Corrections. They are hiring, they are planning to start their next Corrections Officer Academy next month. So now, you know, get signed up, get in the Academy. They pay for training. It's great pay, great benefits. They have signing bonuses, plus they've got openings for registered nurses, mental health professionals, food service employees. Visit governmentjobs.com slash career slash Michigan slash MDOC and uh, get dedicated, reach success, the Michigan Department of Corrections with our job of the day. Do you have uh, plans for New Year's Eve? Well, uh, there's a lot of things happening downtown Jackson, and Experience Jackson is partnering with the uh, Downtown Development Authority and the Jackson Area Transportation Authority to provide a free shuttle service this New Year's Eve. Bus with us, providing a safe alternative to driving on one of the biggest celebration nights of the year. There will be two continuous New Year's Eve bus routes between downtown Jackson and area hotels. I saw a Chamber President, Experience Jackson President Craig Hatch last night. He and his wife Taryn are, are gonna be staying at one of the two Marriott's and going to downtown uh, parties and staying safely. And he's suggesting you join him and uh, all the other people planning to uh, celebrate New Year's Eve downtown and not worry about the ride home. You can book a room and make it a New Year's Eve staycation. Hotels include Holiday Inn Express and Suites, Holiday Inn Jackson, Home Two Suites, Baymont Inn and Suites, Courtyard, Town Place Suites, Quality Inn, True, Comfort Inn and Suites, Fairfield Inn and Suites, and Hampton Inn. All of them, all of them, and uh, so what a great way. Experience Jackson wants to help you enjoy the countdown. Details at experiencejackson.com slash bus with us. Well, we have a great show for you this morning on this uh, 28th of December. Uh, from Lumen Christi, we have uh, robotics students, Becca Page and Andrew Playford, along with their uh, coach, Nick Sheldon. And Wesley Whitman will be in from Veritas to tell us about uh, new hours, new menu, and New Year's Eve. All this today on The Morning Show, presented by the Pick Center and our robotics 
team members join us right after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Today on The Morning Show, we have students and their coach from Lumen Christi Catholic School, the uh, robotics team. The uh, coach uh, was also a parent, Nick Sheldon, along with two eighth graders, Andrew Playford and Becca Page. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thank Happy you, holidays. Thank Merry you for Christmas. having us on. Yeah. yeah. Everybody have a nice Christmas? Yes. Mm. How was yours? It was great. Thanks. Uh, As we like to say every year, best Christmas ever. ever. Absolutely. And I think eighth graders, uh, middle school students, are the hardest people to buy for, mm. for Christmas. Yeah. Is that true? Uh, I know that my middle schooler is pretty hard to buy yeah. for because what he wanted yesterday uh, is not what he wants today, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what was your big, what did you get for Christmas, Andrew? Uh, so I got some uh, games, uh, I got a headset, um, like a... Headphones and a microphone. It was a pretty nice one. Uh, for that, gaming? Yeah, for gaming. Uh, yeah. Nice. How about you, Becca? Mm, I got a lot of Agatha Christie books, which is exactly what I wanted. So. Cool. Well, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and, yeah. uh, and continue to enjoy the uh, Christmas, Christmas break. Yeah. You guys are the robotics team. And that's something we've seen here in Jackson County. The, the county is really heavily into robotics, and we're seeing it uh, get into lower and lower grades. And eighth grade, a lot of people might be surprised that you guys are very heavy into robotics. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the, back, the background of, of getting a robotics team yeah. at Luma. So we have, you know, the first uh, robotics uh, is a global organization. Mm -hmm. and they have multiple tiers. So they do have the robotics, which is the high school, mm -hmm. uh, first robotics, and then they have the ro uh, first tech challenge, which is the middle school, geared towards the middle school. Uh, and then they have Lego, first Lego, which is now geared towards the lower L uh, grades. And I'll be honest, I didn't know uh, what first robotics was. Uh, I mean, I've heard of it before until just recently when one of our coaches, Aaron Warner, and his two uh, kids, Aaron, or sorry, <laughs> Christian and Nicholas came up with the idea to, hey, I think we want to do this. And there is definitely an appetite in our uh, school systems, especially Lumen, uh, where we're based from, to have the robotics team. And we grew to our max size very quickly. Uh, 14 is the max you can have on a team. Mm -hmm. And that happened very quickly. Uh, so there's definitely an appetite. We actually had to turn some kids away uh, because we couldn't have that many on the team. Okay, like. Uh a sports team. You could only have so many kids absolutely. on the bench. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we had three uh, mentors from the high school that we had come down and help us because it was a brand new team. Our first uh, meeting was in October. And so we were newly formed, didn't really know what we were doing. Obviously, we had the rule book and, you know, kind of going through what we needed to do. But having those mentors come down from the high school and help us was a big, was a, a big help. And then we had three parent coaches, uh, myself as one. Uh, Chris Tzinski and Aaron Warner uh, stepped up and uh, helped, uh, helped coach the team through 
through those and learned, I would say, more than what the kids did uh, through the process. Andrew, what was it about uh, robotics that uh, attracted you to the team? Well, I've always been interested in technology, and um, all my and my friends are pretty like-minded about that. So they actually invited me to join robotics with them. So I went in with them. And it was a very good experience. Are there a lot of girls on the? What's the mix, uh, boys and girls? Um, it's fair. It's uh, uh, there's Jeff, um, Becca. Becca, you uh, take that because yeah. you're you're the girl. Yes. <laughs> I would say it's fairly evenly mixed. Maybe a few more boys than girls. But. Yeah. How did you get into it? Well, like Andrew, I've always been interested in technology, and I wanted to learn more about engineering. And then one of my friends really wanted us all to join, so I decided to try it. It's a competition. So people that everybody's seen in high school uh, sporting event. Yeah. yeah. You've got bleachers, you've got people yelling, screaming, uh, referees and all that. Yep. There's not really a big difference between uh, robotics competition and sports, is there? Ab absolutely. In fact, uh, when we went to our first competitions, uh, you know, they range in size, uh, but some of our league meets and our bigger meets, they're held in the gymnasium and there are arenas where we compete with our robot in the arenas. Uh, and there are stands, they're full of people, uh, they have music going, it's, it's quite the environment. Uh, but in addition to that, what I didn't know about FIRST Robotics was it's not just about building a robot and, and having it perform tasks. Uh, there are many aspects of the FIRST program. For example, we had to come up with a engineering portfolio uh, and go through that kind of the engineering design process to make sure that we were gonna get to our end result. Uh, we had to do presentations to judges. So we had to work on our public speaking uh, with the judges. And so there's so many aspects uh, to that piece. And then also when you go to the competitions, you get randomly selected to be paired with other teams. And then you have to work with that team to perform the task together. And so you'd have to go and find that team, uh, get a game plan for how, you know, what would work best, what your strengths were, what your weaknesses were, and then make a plan for you to, to come together as a team. And so just uh, trying to align with other groups and work with other students, again, another life skill that I think is really important that yeah. FIRST provides. And the, you brought a notebook or a, yeah. yes, a folder. Yes, this is the uh, aforementioned engineering portfolio. Uh, it contains things such as our design for our robot, our business model, and um, our, uh, our various goals we've set throughout the year. And you've got a cool logo, cool name, Techno Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Who came up with that? Uh, my friend and teammate Christian Warner. Um, he was actually one of the founder, I guess the founder, one of the yeah. founders of the team. Nice, nice job. Uh, you brought some uh, photos along, so let's take a look at uh, some of uh, what you've been up to as a robotics team. Yeah, so this is uh, actually in our class at Lumen. We have a, a classroom where we're working through, and uh, we have uh, actually Orbiform. Uh, one of the members from Orbiform was there to kind of help us work through the coding. We, we really struggled on that end because we really had no experience around uh, coding and what that meant. So uh, he was there, and, and they volunteered to help us with, with that. So this is one of our events. I think this is our league meet that we attended. And you can see there's arenas on the floor that you uh, perform in. But you see it's a packed house. 
behind the blue barrier there on the left, I think we'll see another picture. That's where the pits are, and that's where kind of almost like a, a NASCAR type where you take your car into the pits and you can make little changes to it and things between matches uh, and kind of showcase as well the team. Uh, and I think there's another picture of that coming up here. Full house, where was this? Uh, this, I believe, was in Mason, Mason or Howell. I think uh, this was Howell. Howell. This Howell. was in Howell. They, they, they would know better than I. Uh, this was one of the meets where we were waiting to go into the classrooms to do our presentation uh, to the judges and walk through our engineering portfolio. So uh, all, this, all the members are lined up there, ready to go in. Now, uh, Andrew and Becca, when um, you're actually competing, are, are there just certain members of the team that are allowed on the, on the floor? If there's three, the driver, the driver coach, and, dri and the con driver controls. And so one's driving the robot, one's like moving the arm in the carousel, and the other's like telling, directing them to like which, what they should be doing and putting, placing the ducks in the carousel and telling them when to go to the carousel. And everyone plays a different role. And does that change from, from match, match to match? We have three driver teams and we rotate throughout the matches. This is actually, we had won uh, one of our awards. We had run four awards uh, throughout the, the season, and this is one of them that we had won at the league meet. So you can see uh, one of the members is holding it there down in the front. Is everyone eighth grade? No, so we actually span from sixth grade to eighth grade. I think we have three sixth graders and then maybe a, a mix between eighth and seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is uh, at one of the inspections. You have to have your robot inspected before each meet to make sure it meets the the predetermined size and, and items. Just like NASCAR. Use. That's right, absolutely. So that's, this, that's that picture. And then this is, uh, I had mentioned about the pits. So we kind of gather around, we have a table set up with a, a trifold that kind of explains our team and uh, the judges will come around and talk to us, but we also use this area to, to fix or make alterations, little changes, maybe charge the battery, things like that between matches. And Andrew and Becky, you kind of uh, scout around. You look at you. You peek in on other teams too. Yeah, it's spying's allowed. Um, well, it's not necessarily spying. One of my favorite things about the tech challenge is how, although it is a competition, helping the other teams is not penalized but actively encouraged because you don't just win by having your robot be the fastest or the strongest on the field. You also win by having most stable business model by having the most outreach. All these things uh, that definitely encourage a healthy and work helping and helping working environment. Awesome. And here you have, this is your robot. Is yeah. there just one? You have, is there a backup? Well, this, is, this our, is it. This is our second version. We do have our first robot, but we've made a lot of improvements on this one. So this is the main one we use in that just now. And what does this robot do? Well, there's an arm in the center, which we use to like grab and carry freight and place it. And then the carousel spinner spins the turntable and like releases ducks so we can get points for those. So okay. there's an assignment. Everyone has the same assignment at a competition? Or is it for the whole season? Yeah, so each... Uh, each year there's a new task. Mm -hmm. So this year uh, there was a task of 
collecting objects out of a what they called a warehouse, which was behind kind of these speed bumps, and mm -hmm. to bring it out and set it on a tiered level. And every year it's a little bit different. It might be lining up boxes in a certain order or do whatever the task mm -hmm. is. Uh, one of the tasks is a turn. There's a turntable to spin to try to get objects off of. And so there's a number of different tasks, and then that's where you uh, align with your other teammates to say, hey, what are we good at? What can we get done mm -hmm. in a prescribed amount of time? Nice. So, and the yeah. ducks, you collect rubber ducks? Yes. What, one of the objects are and rubber ducks, yes. One of, I, I know that one of the reasons we do robotics is because um, it's potential uh, career path. Becca, what, what about you? Is, is it enough to get you, have you, have you been excited enough about uh, techno titans to consider a career in robotics? I have. It's been interests me a lot in like engineering. That's I want one of the reasons I originally wanted to do robotics was to learn more about it and see if that's a career I'd want to pursue someday. Andrew, how about you? Um, I've very well enjoyed robotics. I feel like it's one of the first teams I've been able to really like feel a part of. Um, and I guess I could pursue a career in like engineering, but I tend to lead more towards the financial side of things. So. Uh, I may make a good accountant someday or something. Well, everything will r really center around robotics someday, Absolutely. won't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we have, I think, FIRST does a, a great outreach and is a good linkage between the schools and the, the yeah. business community. Uh, we have a lot of sponsors that we, that, you know, Andrew worked uh, yeah. hard on as well uh, that came and helped us uh, from the community. So, you know, Consumers Energy, we got some computers from and Orbiform volunteer hours and uh, there was a, many sponsors that we had that uh, that came out, and we're always looking for more. Obviously. Yeah, and I, I know you're with Consumers Energy. Yes, and they've yes. been a big supporter of First Robotics. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, Patty Poppy, when she was uh, here, she was the statewide chair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, good luck. There's more of the season. So we are concluded now. Okay. We, we were able to. We were. It was very blessed to qualify for states. We went to states. We were one of 72 teams out of 501 in the state wow. uh, to be able to qualify for states. And, and Jackson County was well represented. Uh, we had four teams from Jackson County at the state meet. So uh, we were well represented there. Nice job. Congratulations on a great season. And thanks for coming in today. Thank you so Thank much. You we appreciate it. Yeah. And you can go back home and go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry you had to get up early on your day, on your, on your holiday. From uh, Lumen Christie, two of the uh, team members of the Techno Titans, Becca Page and Andrew Playford, and their coach, Nick Sheldon. Uh, we're going to hear about uh, some New Year's activities and uh, new menu, new hours at Veritas coming up next on The Morning Show. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. From across the street, our next guest, front of house manager at Veritas, Wesley Whitman. Hey, Wesley, nice to see you again. Uh, nice to see you again. How have you been? Great. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy holidays. Year. Merry Christmas. New Year. The whole whole shebang. The end of the year run. Yeah, and uh, it's been busy. A lot of people uh, like to go out, uh, 
entertain out-of-town family and guests, and it's been a busy uh, holiday season. Yeah, these last two weeks have been absolutely outstanding. We've been getting uh, getting a lot of new guests, which is one of our favorite things, getting to cater, pe cater to people who have not been in before. Mm -hmm. So I've been very excited. Like, holiday season's always always busy. It's always fun. So. What, do you, what are you doing New Year's Eve? Uh, new Year's Eve, we're doing a massive party. We're making sure that we can uh, get the whole shebang going this year. Mm -hmm. uh, since, obviously, we couldn't do it last year, we're excited to kind of to show what we can do again this year. That's right. You know, everybody forgets. What, what, what did we do last New Year's Eve? Nothing. Yeah. No. Took, a, right. took a nap early, I think, last <laughs> yeah. New Year's. Uh, but no, we have a, a holiday party on our third floor, uh, which we're happy to open up. We're hoping to get about 170 to 200 guests up there and uh, feature our ballroom really prominently with music, food, two different bars open. It's going to be, it's gonna be the, the whole thing we can do. So we're excited. And you've got to have uh, dancing and a band, and you have, you've, I think you've had this band before. Yes, this is actually the same band we did on our first New Year's Eve uh, in 2019 going into 2020 uh, when we were first opened. So we're excited to have them back and kind of uh, just ring in a whole new year with hopefully no issues with COVID and uh, just the whole thing. What's the name of the band, Wesley? The Ones and Twos. The Ones and the Twos, and we actually have a clip of the band to uh, give you an idea of what you're in for New Year's Eve. Let's take a look and listen. actually did see them uh, two years ago. I peeked in on the party, and they are awesome. It was a great party. So tickets still available. Tickets are still available. We, uh, we want to sell about 100 more. We want to yeah. get everyone up there, so we're excited. Uh, the more the merrier, and that's a fact. Uh, so after New Year's Eve, then there's uh, New Year's Day, and there will be people uh, looking for opportunities to dine, and you have some. Yeah, we're doing. Uh, we're opening up for New Year's Day brunch on that Saturday, so we're going to be able to to help everyone who's got a hangover feel a little <laughs> bit better with some mimosas, 
uh, some absolutely outstanding omelets with our new brunch menu. So we're excited. We just uh, just started the new brunch menu a couple weeks ago, and it's been an absolute hit. So we're happy to to open up the new year with that. So there's some new items on your brunch menu yes. since I've been there. Yes, some very. We uh, extended out our omelets, so we have five different omelets now. Uh, we added lemon souffle pancakes, which are just out of this world. They're fluffy, they're soft, a little bit sweet. So we uh, we just opened up a brunch menu and kind of showed off a little bit with it. Nice. So. Yeah, it's awesome brunch. And on uh, Mondays, you've got a special, uh, two specials really for Monday. You've got wine and sushi. Yeah, we just started this yesterday and it uh, went over fairly well. And we're hoping it's going to be uh, a really brilliant feature going into the new year with, uh, with Mondays being a new thing we're doing. We kind of want to make it a big thing we're doing. Uh, so we're doing 20% off all sushi that's ordered all day and 20% uh, off all bottles of wine under $100 all day. So if you wanted to pair a sake with your sushi, <laughs> everything's 20% off. If you want to pair a brilliant pinot with your steak, you can do that too. Sake and sushi. There you go. A match made in Japan. <laughs> You've got uh, Mondays, that's special, but you're doing a special on Monday because you're open on Mondays. And not just Mondays, you're open every single day. And that's, that's fairly new. Yep, every single day for both uh, lunch and dinner. And that started a couple weeks ago uh, and it's been going really well. We're happy. Sunday dinner has been fabulous and then Mondays all day have just been been great. We're, we're happy to be able to serve downtown Jackson all day. And nice. you've got some new things on the dinner menu too. Yes, our new dinner menu just came out a little bit ago and uh, we've changed around a couple items. We added a, the chipino, which is a just really nice light fish stew. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I think, on the screen right now. Uh, delicious. And then we also kind of changed around a couple of our pastas. So we added a short rib pappardelle, which is just a really nice warm pasta for winter, and it just ta it tastes outstanding, and it warms your body up. It's just awesome. I've been eating a lot of that, <laughs> okay. which uh, hence the sweater. I uh, actually had lunch at uh, Veritas yesterday, and it was awesome. Uh, great atmosphere. Uh, food's awesome, and now uh, lunch and dinner seven days a week. So once again, uh, make your reservations for New Year's Eve because it's going to be a great party. And you can just call, or you, you do it on Eventbrite, right? Yeah, um, so Eventbrite is actually our, uh, for our New Year's, that's how you can, uh, okay. can get New Year's tickets. But for online uh, reservations, we go through Open Table or just call in. We'll always have a host of the host in to help you out. Awesome. Happy New Year, Wesley. Happy New Year, sir. Wesley Whitman from Veritas, getting ready for the New Year. Stay tuned. Up next, uh, Chamber Connection. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome to the Chamber Connection. I'm on location. We're at the Jackson Area Transportation Authority, JADA, and JADA has great partnership with the Chamber. Uh, coming up on New Year's Eve, which is just a, a brilliant idea, you guys are going to be providing rides to and from area hotels. That is correct. We will be uh, providing free rides 
from downtown area to different hotels, taking them and making sure that they get home safely. They don't have to worry about if they want to sip a little bit and having an accident or anything. We are there to provide that safe service. Yeah, definitely safe and free. I, I should have mentioned that. That's yeah. the most important thing, free. Um, what uh, what buses are you guys going to use? What vehicles are you going to use? What can people expect? We're going to use our Eldorados. Okay. And they are more like a little, uh, I say truck type of okay. style, but um, it seats up to 22 people, so that will work out really That's good awesome. for us. So. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, there's so many hotels. I think there's 12 participating, maybe 10 or 12 participating. But uh, there are a lot. There are a lot. <laughs> so uh, how do how do what do people need to do? Do they need to really even uh, know anything if they're staying at any of the hotels? Sure. So there's a couple different ways that things can happen. Um, they can plan ahead and get their hotel ahead of time. I'm sure everyone would prefer that direction. However, um, if people are feeling like on that night a ride is necessary and you know they're not feeling so comfortable comfortable about going out themselves and not endangering people, um, the hotels will be available as long as rooms are available um, to even book that night. And so uh, it's a great opportunity for Experience Jackson to help encourage that safe driving and uh, keeping our community well and allowing us to celebrate. It's, it's been a couple years since we've been able to get out and celebrate too. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's great that our community is, uh, is kind of back and busy enough downtown that yes. uh, JADA <laughs> will need to be providing buses. That's gonna be exciting for you guys. Yes, that's exciting. And it's exciting always for the drivers too. And they have their little stories where they meet different passengers yeah. and they have their little conversations. But in all in all, we're looking forward to it. It's actually fun. And they missed it for the past two years too. So we're great to be partnered with Experience Jackson. Yeah, you guys have a, a wonderful staff and do so many things in uh, in the community. Let me ask you a little bit about some of the uh, other things that JADA offers, uh, in particular your Rides to Wellness. Yes, we have Rides to Wellness program, which is a health service to take people to and from the doctor's appointments. Um, some people, we take them to get if they have to go apply for an apartment, if they're homeless, and that's what their agency provides for them, a ride to go to an apartment, to find an apartment, we do that. So we take them anywhere they want to go within their agencies, providing what they feel is a wellness to take them. So it's a lot of doctor's appointments and dialysis mm -hmm. and different things like that. And we also do a single ride for COVID. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about everybody being afraid of the COVID and getting it from somewhere else. So we do the single ride. If it's a family, we do the family. If it's just a single person, we take them. And afterwards, our drivers clean our buses, our cars, sanitize it in between. So it's all safety to get you where you need to go very safe. Absolutely, if you're watching, maybe you have a relative uh, that, you know, that could take advantage of rides to wellness. Um, you can't get out of work, but you need a doc you need to get maybe your uh, family member to a doctor's appointment or things like that. That's great where uh, Rides to Wellness comes in. We're uh, seeing some of your uh, city buses pull up. Is there any chance I can take one of those uh, for New Year's Eve? <laughs> well, not this year. Okay. But normally, as times go past, we have had where we had the buses down here as warming stations. That's been some years ago when I first started because I used to be a driver 17 years yeah. before I became into this position. And when the New Year's Eve was on, we had the buses where it was like warming stations and people would come in and get warm. So that's something that JADA can really consider and do that again once they start the New Year's Eve at, on the app back. So that's something that I will keep in mind and 
expressed that we will do again. And then you can come down and ride. How about that? I will do that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Angela, thanks so much for uh, your partnership with Experience yeah. Jackson and great idea. We look forward to uh, a safe and uh, fun New Year's Eve. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Happy New Year, Rachel. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Brandon, you're keeping tra track of the bowl games. We've got a few of them today. We do have a few, yes. All right, well... Uh, Central Michigan, and I know we have a lot of CMU fans, and I think we even have a couple of Jackson people playing football at uh, Central. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl saved the game by picking up Central Michigan yesterday to face Washington State on Friday morning. Uh, the Chippewas were in Tucson to play Boise State in the Arizona Bowl. However, on Monday, Boise State had too many positive tests and pulled out, so the Arizona Bowl had been canceled, becoming the fourth bowl game called off this season. Central Michigan replaces Miami of Florida, which went into a COVID shutdown last week and pulled out of the Sun Bowl. So good news. Uh, the Chippewas get to play and the Sun Bowl gets to happen. Uh, here's a cool story out of uh, South America. A gemologist found a stone that is phenomenal. <laughs> he looks like Cookie Monster. He sliced the stone and it's amazing. He's already received five $10,000 offers for those stones. How cool. It just occurs in nature. A Christmas miracle. Well, that's it for today. And we're inviting you to come back this afternoon. We have Maurice Simha from the Jackson County, Michigan Historical Society. Taylor Harris, a cast member of Warren Center's Cats. We'll also take you to the new Jackson High Pool. Holiday music, a tradition every year with Phil, Paul, and Dan Bickle and Rick Walden. All later today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you then. <laughs>